Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. Today's takeaway was on a topic that I don't really think about that much, and that is clean indoor air. I think about outdoor air, you know, in the summer when there's fires or somebody's walking by me on the trail and they're smoking a cigar, which honestly it does happen. But Wendy and I had a fascinating conversation about indoor air quality. And she told me that indoor air quality, it can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air quality. She gave me some great tips on how to make my indoor air quality so much better. We also had a great conversation about cleaning products. And I got to tell you, I've been doing that wrong too. So come along on this ride with me. You're going to walk away with so much practical information. Can't wait for you to listen. Let's move on to air, another element. And much to my husband's um, chagrin, I will have windows and doors open all winter because I like fresh air. I grew up on a farm. I like being outside. I live in Seattle. That's not so great to live outside um, in the middle of winter, but I've got windows open. I like flow. I like airflow. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about indoor air versus outdoor air and the pollution aspect. Yeah. So you're, you can tell your husband that I said that that is fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that you open your windows. It's windy approved. It's windy approved. Uh, it's actually one of the best things you can do for your indoor air quality is open it up. Statistically, most Americans, up to 90%, of their time is spent indoors, which that's not everyone, but that's the average American, right? We're inside most of the time. And according to the EPA, our indoor air quality is anywhere from two to five times worse than the outdoor air, even in major cities. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you can control what's inside your home and you can't really, I mean, you could move, but you can't really control, you know, the quality of the outdoor air. So it really gives people an opportunity. If you're going to spend all that time indoors, there's a lot of things you can do to clean up your indoor air quality. And one of them is opening your windows at least 15 minutes a day. I'm somebody who leaves them open way more than that, um, except when it's freezing cold where I live. <laughs> I used to live in San Diego and it would be year round, 24 seven all the time. And, and now there's, there's, there's a line. <laughs> there's, there's a winter temperature line, but there's a threshold. And I think people don't think about when they think pollution, they think cars, um, streets, air pollution outside. And I think they don't realize the dryer sheets and their laundry detergent and what they're cooking on and the off-gassing of their furniture and of their carpets. And all of these things that are in their house are a significant source of air pollution. And they're in their house breathing it all day long. Right, yeah. all day long. 
Okay. I would think most people would think, you know, maybe fires in the summer, that's going to be obviously a huge source, but people are probably not thinking about dryer sheets. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah. They're like one of the worst things in your house. When we, yeah. I have a list on my guide where I kind of talk about like an inventory of like worst <laughs> to best and dryer sheets are like right up there at the top, at the top of the list there. Yeah, they're really bad. And not just the fragrance, they have this chemical called a quaternary compound. And another thing that most people don't realize, and then when I tell them, their eyes get really big and they're like, what? Is that the way dryer sheets work is they don't actually make your clothes soft. They take this chemical and they coat your clothing in it. So what you're feeling on your clothes is chemicals. It's not your clothing that's that's soft. And that's how they make, you know, there's no static electricity because this coating is now on your clothing and it's terrible for you. They're endocrine disrupting. They're full of fragrances. Um, there it's just really bad. (laughs) Wow. We are surrounded by chemicals. Yeah. A lot of American homes are definitely um, full of toxins. Yep. Well, and we want to smell nice, you know? And so years ago, before I knew that about the dryer sheets, I'd walk by somebody's house. I'm out for a walk and I'd kind of inhale it. hope somebody's doing their laundry and I wouldn't think anything about it. I just would think, oh, that's a beautiful, what a pine forest or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And now when I smell it, I like hold my breath and try to get away from it as fast as I can. Well, an interesting thing happens as we're exposed to fragrance and, and companies have gotten really smart about this. Um, the more the phthalates, which is the chemical that makes a fragrance stick and last a really long time. So, you know, if you have okay. anything that smells for a very long time, it's full of phthalates, which is basically a plasticizer. So they take the smell and they add a plasticizer to it in order to make it <laughs> stick. And, Companies are smart because they know that our sense of smell is so important to who we are as humans. It triggers memories. Mm -hmm. It triggers emotions. It triggers all of these things. And so we are now trained as Americans to think that a clean kitchen literally smells like a a pine forest because that makes so much sense, right? Oh, and fresh clothing. When people switch to non-toxic laundry detergent, the first Mm -hmm. thing they tell me, I'm always ready for it it doesn't smell like clean laundry. And I say, well, clean laundry doesn't smell like anything. Clean clothes just smell like clothes. They just smell like clothes, right? You've been conditioned. Your nose has been conditioned Mm -hmm. by these companies that they've told you, no, this smell is what you need in order to have clean laundry. So you'll keep buying their product. And you get desensitized to it over time. So a lot of people who mm-hmm. quit all the fragrance and they switch to all natural products, you know, they they walk into a room or they hug somebody that has dryer sheets in their laundry and they're wearing clothing. It's like mm-hmm. a full face of, you know, they can really smell it because they're no longer sensitized yeah. to it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I stopped using those years ago. And now I just use the wool yeah. dryer balls yeah. and I... I put a couple of drops of essential oils on there and it's, it's fabulous. Fine. My clothes are like lavender yeah. and no static thing. But when I do, you know, go to somebody's home, 
or, you know, hug them and they've recently pulled the laundry out and they're using regular laundry cleaner, laundry detergent with all the scents and then the softener and the dryer sheets. It's like, oh my gosh, it really packs a punch and I'll get stuffy and I'll get a headache. And it's really interesting. Did I always get stuffy and a headache and I just didn't think about it or? Yeah, we get used to it and our body will react and try to acclimate and overcompensate for it. I actually, for 20 years of my life, I suffered from severe migraines, like one a week at least from Mm. the time that I was 16. And when my daughter was born, I was living in Italy and her Italian pediatrician, um, I took her in and I said, she has eczema and we couldn't put anything on her, like nothing. I was cloth diapering her with like organic bamboo. I mean, it was ridiculous what I was Mm. going through. And I said, nothing's working. And he said, he said, toss the fragrance, go buy an unscented everything. And so I unloaded everything. I threw everything out. I completely switched to European brands that were unscented and it completely cleared up her eczema. But what I realized was I hadn't had a migraine since I did that. So I'm, I'm migraine free. And the only thing that I did was got rid of synthetic fragrance. And so that that's my trigger. And years of going to doctors and neurologists and on every medication and trial and not not one person said to me, you know, fragrance is a trigger for, for migraines. Maybe you should try to avoid it. Wow. That is absolutely you got rid of your migraines with no medication, no side effects from the medic I mean like you didn't have you don't have to do anything but just make sure your environment is clean. Wow, and how many of us are just getting used to the symptoms that we have? Like I said, I'm stuffy or I've you know I've got a headache, I've got a sore throat. I was just um at somebody's house and they have all those, you know, plugins with the the fragrance which I walk in and I just immediately so bad. <laughs> like my eyes just start watering now and it's just, oh boy. Yeah, I, I talk a yeah. little bit sometimes about, I, I, I try to have so much empathy and, and meet people where they are because this is all new to most people. Usually by the time they encounter me on Instagram, I'm like telling them things they have literally never heard before. Um, but there is this normalization of symptoms and of disease and of things that's happening, especially among women where, oh, my PMS is so terrible. Having cramps and horrible PMS is normal. All my friends have PCOS. They all have endometriosis. Infertility now is being normalized as, oh, it's just unexplained infertility. And none of that is true. These hormone disruptors are in our products and we have the science and we know that it's causing these things that are being called diseases, um, but they're symptoms of imbalanced hormones from these products that are in, you know, um, these chemicals that are in our products. And when women want to feel supported by other women and we normalize symptoms as something that's just, oh, this is just the way it is, I think it does us a disservice. I think that we should be saying, well, why? Why do we all have PMS and PCOS and why is infertility staggering right now and why are miscarriage rates so high and why is cancer like why why is cancer off the charts why why you're right we normalize it and look at the the drop in testosterone production in the last 20 years i mean we have a i mean this is 
population ending level of testosterone drop, but it's normalized. I mean, how many people do you know who are in their 30s who are at infertility clinics? Okay, that was that didn't happen 20 years ago. People who went to an infertility clinic were probably mid to late 40s and not not 30 years old. And we have the data. I don't know if you follow Dr. Shanna Swans. Um, you know, she writes lots of books and she's published. She's like the godmother of phthalates. She's the one that found out that phthalates cause this major, not just infertility, but um, deformity in boys that are born that carry into the future and make their sperm count go down. So we are 50% decrease in fertility across the spectrum in 50 years. That is 1% every year that our our fertility has gone down. And it's just going to keep climbing if we don't do something about it. Right. It is. It is. But it has become normalized. And you used to, um, if you were going to go to an infertility clinic, maybe there was one in a 500 mile radius. I see them on every corner now. Yeah. They're like Starbucks. Yeah. There's like one on yeah. every corner. And I don't, like I don't say that flippantly, right? Yeah. Obviously. I don't either because I've been to an infertility clinic. So I say this with the biggest heart that I can, but we need to wake up. Yeah, I agree. And I, there's a reason yeah. and there are things you can do, you know, for all the bleakness and the like, mm-hmm. you know, this is terrible that we're talking about. There is good news in science. And one of the best mm-hmm. news, one of the best things that I have seen recently is a study that came out last month where they took women who did surveys and said, oh yeah, I use products full of all of those parabens and those phthalates. And these scientists and researchers gave these women products that were free of all of those things. And they said, we want you to use only these products that we're giving you for 28 days. And at the beginning of the study, they tested their urine metabolites so they could see how their body was processing, how much phthalates they had in their system. But they also took breast tissue and they tested the breast tissue for gene expression to find out what the risk markers were for cancer. And 28 days later, they did the same tests on these women and found a 73% reversal in the expression of those phenotypes of those, you know, cancer risk um, markers and a huge decrease in the amount of metabolites in their urine. Like these things, if you stop using them, Mm -hmm. you will process them out of your system and your body can heal. The problem is that we are bombarded with them all day, every Mm -hmm. day. They're in our toothpaste, our shampoo, our conditioner, they're in flame retardants on our baby's pajamas. They're Mm -hmm. on our mattresses, which are sprayed with this stuff. They're everywhere. And so the more that people can be educated and make a choice when they bring something into their home, that will Mm -hmm. be so beneficial to their health, including their fertility and their cancer risk and all of those things. Okay, y'all, I am so picky about fish. I only eat wild fish. And yes, I'm that ridiculously obnoxious person in the restaurant where I interrogate the wait staff asking, what kind of fish is this? Where did it come from? But this is why I love ButcherBox Wild Salmon. Their wild salmon is caught in the wild in the Bristol Bay area of Alaska, which is really known for the best sockeye salmon on the planet. It's also sustainably 
harvest, which is really important to me. There's never anything added to it. And I love that ButcherBox has partnered with fishermen who really uphold strict fishing and handling practices to guarantee the taste and again, the quality. I am not good at eating salmon. I'm good if somebody puts it in front of me, but I'm not so good at buying it and cooking it. And according to Dr. Mark Hyman, the Mediterranean diet can be super helpful in lowering cancer risk. And he recommends at least two days a week eating wild salmon. And this is where Butcher Box really helps me out. I get my box. I've got individual wrapped pieces of salmon. I can defrost it in minutes and probably have dinner on the table in about 15 to 20 minutes. I talked to my friends at Butcher Box and asked them, listen, I'm not good at eating salmon and I'm guessing my listeners aren't either. So can you offer us a deal? And they put together, honestly, an unprecedented deal. So when you sign up for ButcherBox, you're going to get two pounds of wild-caught Alaskan sockeye salmon free in every box for three months and $20 off of your first order by using the code ENOS. Sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash ENOS and use the code ENOS. Boy, that's a lot of my last name to get two pounds of salmon for free in every box for three months plus $20 off of your first order. And I love that these changes, Wendy, happened in 28 days. Yes, 28 days. That's a 73% reduction. Now, um, there's not a drug on the market or any type of therapy that you can do that is going to reduce cancer risk by that much and make that much of a change. And again, starting small. Yeah. Start small. You don't have to rip the Band-Aid off of every room in your home. Start small. Get the dryer balls. Get the water purification system. And it is some common sense. You know, when I work with people, I say, well, what do you leave on your skin? So like sunscreen Mm -hmm. is another really big one. For people who spend a lot of time outside... Your sunscreen is probably one of your in your top, you know, five contributors. Um, mm-hmm. The active chemicals they use in chemical sunscreens are cancer causing. Period. Right. Um, so you need to use a physical barrier sunscreen like a zinc oxide. Um, Mm -hmm. so if you're somebody who spends a ton of time outside and you wear a lot of sunscreen, well then that, that might be something you need to switch. I never wear makeup rare. I put it on for you today, Mm -hmm. but I rarely, if I don't have to show up to a meeting with someone really important, I work from home in my pajamas with my little, you know, and so my makeup wouldn't, if I was somebody who was starting in this non-toxic journey, I would not be concerned about my makeup because I'm not wearing it often enough. I would be concerned about the things, the water that I drink every day, the cleaner that I'm cleaning Mm -hmm. my house with every day, my laundry detergent Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. Um, and also the plastics that I'm putting food in. That's a big one too. If you're somebody who loves leftovers and you put food in plastic, especially Mm -hmm. if you're somebody who microwaves that plastic, which you should not do, um, you know, those things. And I feel like they're common sense. If you ask somebody, well, what are the things you use the most? Start with Mm -hmm. those things. Start with those things. No, I totally agree. So the lotions and the clothing, you know, I mean, who would have thought that a dryer sheet would leave a sheen of chemicals on your clothing and they smell great. So we just don't really think about it. 
and your sheets and you sleep in them all night. <laughs> it's an easy fix. Vinegar. Vinegar softens your clothes wonderfully. Put a couple squirts of vinegar in your wash cycle and they'll be nice and soft. Great DIY. And you, you've never seen any, um, it doesn't change the color, doesn't smell. I have yeah. a pumper bottle that's like half vinegar and then like a bunch of water and a couple drops of lavender essential oils. And that's my DIY fabric softener. And it's so interesting because that's what people used to do before these chemicals were created. <laughs> like that's what they did. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. So we're kind of going back to maybe what our grandparents did. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love that. I'm a, a big fan of Weston A. Price Foundation. Um, love. I love. love yes. yes. And big fan. So that ancestral living, as they call it, where mm -hmm. you're doing what your great grandparents and, you know, what they did. And it just, it's, there's a reason why when we look at somebody, maybe, you know, a group that's in their 70s and 80s, there's not that much cancer in that age group. What we're seeing it in now, younger people, and the numbers are quite astounding. So we do need to follow the money. And why, why is this happening to younger people? Yeah. And how come nobody's doing anything about it? You know, I, there's all this data. If you go to my Instagram, it is full of data it is. Right. and it's like, why is it just being ignored? Mm -hmm. It's just ignored. And it's interesting yeah. because sometimes the news will pick it up and it'll be on the news. It'll run for like a day and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't know what it is that's going to make it stick. Right. And I, it has to be people refusing to purchase the products that have the toxins in them. You, it's got to be the money. Yeah, it's got to be the money. And that's why, why would anybody change if they don't have to? If we continue to, to support the products, there's, yeah. there's no incentive for them to spend a lot of money to make it a little better. I always walk the line when I'm giving product recommendations. I always try to give multiple options to people and say like, you know, here's something you can find at Target. Here's something you can find here. But I always tell people, this is the company that owns this brand. Because I'm a really big believer because I've sat in rooms across from those very high paid lobbyists, um, whose job it is to stop the bills that I would like to see move forward. And in when you're purchasing brands, even if they're cleaner, clean, right, because they're on a shelf at Target, you're still supporting the companies, the Procter & Gamble and the Johnson & Johnson and the Clorox who own Burt's Bees and Native and these companies that, you know, portray themselves to be green. You're funding the companies who are stopping change from happening. And so I, I always make sure I tell people, yes, do your best. If you have no choice but to buy at a store, here's the best options, but just realize and be aware and educated. There's an illusion of choice out there. These big companies own 80 to 90% of all the brands on store shelves. You're not buying a mom and pop company. You're buying from Procter & Gamble. And I love those mom and pops. And I yes. know, and, and they usually ship. So let's keep that in mind that yes, 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 we can get products and deodorant lasts forever. You know, you can buy a couple of containers yeah. of deodorant and you'll have it for a year. So um, there are some really great mom and pops, but there's also some larger companies, at least I'd like to yeah. think maybe medium sized mm -hmm. companies that are doing a good job. There are, there's a lot. My yeah. toxin free shopping yeah. guide on my website, which is updated all the time, mm -hmm. used to be like mm -hmm. three things in each category. Category. And now there's mm -hmm. so many, I mean, just in the last three years since I've started my company, it's, it's exploded. 
the holistic living, clean living, you know, community has exploded. And we've gone from having very few Mm -hmm. choices to having tons of options. It really is true. And I think back um, when I was trying to be gluten-free about 25 years ago, and there were probably three products I could buy at a regular supermarket. And now there's an entire aisle of gluten-free. So, you know, the consumer does drive change and it's great to see this movement really picking up speed. Yeah. I always say vote with your wallet. Vote with your wallet. A couple more questions for you. We talked a lot about cutting some things out, but are there things we can add in to our homes? Plants, for example, that might be helpful. Plants are great for air quality. Um, Plants are a fantastic way to not just bring in air purifying into a room. They also make you happy. (laughs) So yeah, I love it. Another option is air purifiers. Um, And there are some good ones on the market. Mm. The prices are coming down. You can get a really good air purifier for a couple hundred bucks. I love the company Medify Air. Um, Air purifiers that have HEPA Mm -hmm. filters in them. You only need one really in like a big space in your room and they make a huge difference in your indoor air quality. So that's definitely something. um, It's not really something you would bring in, but a habit that helps a ton with indoor air quality Mm -hmm. is don't wear your shoes in your house. Oh, that's so hard. I know. It's a big one though. Tell us why it's a big one. So when you're outside, all of the different pollutants that are out there, whether it's pollen, whether it's dirt, whether it's um, dust, mites, all these things, they come in in your shoes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you bring them into the house and you're spreading them everywhere and then you're inhaling them. And it just makes a really big difference to the overall air quality of your home. All right. I, th- I think you convinced me. I, I entertain a lot and it's really hard for me to say, hey, come on over, but hey, don't forget, like no shoes in the house. Yeah, for but sure. I know in Asian cultures, this is just, this is what you do. And you're trained to, when you arrive at somebody's home, you immediately take your shoes off. And when our kids were little, we did that. But then as adults, not so much. Another thing you can do too is really, especially if you're somebody who has the means or you have a choice, go mm-hmm. with wood floor, or tile floor over mm-hmm. carpet. If you can get rid of as, as much carpet in your house as you possibly can, that's a huge win because that's where okay. a lot of things will accumulate. And 80% of the dust that's in your home has mm-hmm. traces of phthalates. Really? 80% yeah. of the dust 80%. in our home? Okay. So that carpet is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Get a vacuum cleaner that has a HEPA filter. That makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. So there's these things that Mm -hmm. are just part of your everyday kind of cleaning habits that Mm -hmm. can make a big difference. Yeah. So it sounds like getting a good air filter is a great idea. Leaving your doors and windows open, Mm -hmm. getting some plants. I'm a big fan of snake plants um, because they're really hard to kill. I love that. I was just about to say, I love my snake plants because they just keep growing and I can't kill them. (laughs) I know it's amazing. And they really do do it. I mean, they really clean the air. So I try to have a plant in every room. Um, and then I'll, I'm going to try the, sh- the shoes off. Give I it a shot. Give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough one, but I'm going to have to retrain myself and my husband. That might be harder. <laughs> I know it might be harder. I, would have, I had to train my 14-year-old son. I feel like your husband can get on board with it. Okay. I might have you call him. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Stephen. 
Here's there's the new plan. Here's the new windy <laughs> new plan. plan. <laughs> it's the windy plan. Like that reel going around. I kind of don't like right. your plan. We're gonna do it my way. <laughs> so Wendy, um, I am really committed to not getting cancer again. Is there any um, anything that we missed? talking about that would really help me to never get cancer again? I mean, from a toxins perspective, from the things that we know cause cancer, I feel like you have a really good handle on, Mm -hmm. you know, these hormone disruptors, these carcinogens. I will say that there is one class of chemicals that we haven't talked about yet, and that's PFAS. Um, Those per and polyfluoral alkyl, I never say that Mm -hmm. right. Um, Because we always just use the acronym PFAS. (laughs) So much easier. Somebody's going to message me and say, you said that wrong. And I think that's something that people are becoming more aware of. It's that chemical that is the same class of chemicals that created Teflon back in the day. There's actually thousands of different variants of that chemical that are out in the world. And they are not just in our water. So obviously filtering your water, right? But they are being used in nonstick pans still. They're in your carpet. They're in anything that's waterproof. They're found in your makeup. They're finding them in period underwear. They are, you know, for the last 70 years, these chemicals have been contaminating everything. And what makes these so different than the phthalates, right? We said, oh, wow, in 28 days, there's this significant decrease. PFAS chemicals are... they're indestructible. They were created to be indestructible. That's how they were made. And so they're called the forever chemical because they don't go away. (laughs) And even if you filter them, so if you get a big old, what we call GAC, if you get a big GAC filter and you collect all this PFAS and it's in this filter, well, what do you do with that filter? Where do you put it? Do you go put it in a landfill? Because then it's just going to seep back into the groundwater. So uh, this is the new frontier of toxins and PFAS does cause cancer. It's also an endocrine disruptor. And the EPA has come out and said, even though we haven't really done anything in 25 years, we are going to do something about PFAS. (laughs) So, Mm, um, well, that's really telling, isn't it? Right. So there's a rulemaking Mm -hmm. that just came out that has a um, proposed maximum contaminant level for PFAS in water. What's hard about that is you have all these rural communities that serve as water purveyors and they're going to have to go buy new equipment and new filtration and new disposal And these companies that have profited off of using these chemicals for decades, they're not going to have to pay a dime to clean up the water system. And so as frustrating as that is, um, I do think the EPA coming out and saying, we're going to do something about this is monumental. Um, But some of the things you can do to avoid PFAS is try to avoid things that are waterproof if you can. Uh, Obviously, filter your water. Nonstick pans are a no. (laughs) Go get some stainless steel. Uh, If you heat it up first and you throw some water on it and you wait till it bounces, it's it's nonstick. I promise. You don't need the nonstick. That, that's a luxury that we don't need. Mm-hmm. That's really true. We just, if we know how to use our stainless steel, we'll be absolutely fine. Well, Wendy, thank you. I learned so much today. My mind is spinning, but my focus is going to be on keep it simple and start small. And that's going to be with my water and probably actually taking the shoes off before I come in the house. 
those are going to be that's I'm going to check in on you in a couple weeks and say how's it going I know I'm gonna have to get some house shoes and just I mean how hard is that I've got plenty of shoes I'll just clean a pair and then those will be my indoor shoes and there you go. I love it. You should download my guide. It's called Tossing the Toxins. And it's like a step-by-step. Let's let's do this. Let's keep it simple. So Yeah, because yeah. it can be overwhelming. So let's just really commit to just baby steps, keeping it simple. Well, this was fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening.